0: How do you take weaknesses and adversity and build a weekend breakthrough camp? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses, you know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Come on. Well, that's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. This is the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Push it up, push it what is up? What is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of fulfillment-focused learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brickman, and you, well, that, my friends, is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur or one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that's why I'm here hitting you with big episodes like we have today. And today, Paul Beam is going to share his journey from poor choices to creating a place where men can come and learn from one another and grow as men and as people. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next week's interview episode guest who has over 10 years of experience in the fitness industry. Now, before we kick this off, I wanna make sure you keep getting all these amazing interview episodes as well as the daily success tips that I drop on you. So be sure you go on down there and hit that subscribe button while you're down there. Go ahead and you know leave us a five-star rating and some kind words in the review. The subscribes, ratings, and reviews, tell those podcast platforms out there that you are getting some value from this show. You are getting value from the show, aren't you? <laughs> and that gives us a little boot up in the ranking so that we can reach more driven entrepreneurs just like yourself. So again, if you're getting that value, please take a moment, show the love and help spread the word. Yeah. As per usual, the dark horse corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing G O L D spilling from every corner of the dark horse entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. What is up my dark horse friends and family. Today's guest is Paul Beam. Now, Paul is a proud veteran who served the United States Marine Corps from 2000 to 2004. Paul's also a proud family man. That that family consists of three sons, two stepdaughters, and of course, his lovely wife. Most of Paul's career has been in the management and human relations. Now, Paul decided to make some changes and finish his studies about, uh, about 2013, if I'm not mistaken. During his course of study, Paul founded Man Camp, and that would later form True North organization. Now Paul graduated from Concordia University where he obtained get this a BA in communications, religious education and psychology. He's also since obtained his credentials in life coaching, creates and instructs courses for men, hosts the True North Men podcast. I'm getting tired just saying this stuff. <laughs> Speaks on vision, identity, purpose and life change and is also an ordained minister. Paul's childhood and life choices had led him down a path where he now feels that it's his call to duty to uh, call it's his duty to call men to a higher standard of living lives with purpose and intentionality lives of service to others rather than service of self. Paul, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. How you doing,
1: man? I am good, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, really do appreciate it,
0: dude. You've just jammed a whole bunch of stuff into your life in the past few years, haven't you? Well,
1: I'll certainly try. I'll certainly try. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're
0: you're. It sounds like you're accomplishing that by high standards. So I, I literally want to take a step back from the mic and shut my mouth, and I can run my mouth forever, as you know. Uh, but I want you to kind of tell your story, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the road traveled to bring you to where you are today and why you love doing what you do so much.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to share that story. So I'm sure as with anyone's life, uh, we all have a story, right? First and foremost. Right. I believe we all have a story. We've all uh, been, we've all shared our, uh, we have our fair share of victories. Uh, We have our fair share of adversities. And all of those uh, culminate together to to make us who we are. If we allow that, allow it to do so. It's no different for me. You know, um, I was raised from from uh, infancy till age nine by my mother alone. She provided very well for us. Took care of me. Uh, we were very close to our family. <clears throat> so the first nine years of my life were were really good. And then my mother got married when I was nine, and kind of the, the rug. For lack of a better word, was yanked out from underneath us, and so life took a turn when I was nine. Uh, didn't have a good role model as far as uh, a male figure to to teach how to be a father, how to be a husband, how to be a friend, how to be a man in general. And so my life, for the most part, for the up until I was thirty three years old, wow. I mean, it was was pretty tumultuous, and I was. I was just kind of living aimlessly and not really knowing who I truly was. I mm-hmm. didn't. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how to be a man. I didn't know what it looked like to, to budget, to to work hard, and you know. I mean, I worked hard, but I, I also spent a lot of money. right? Yes. Yeah. How to save didn't know how to take care of finance didn't know how to really be a husband and treat you know your spouse a mm-hmm. wife i didn't know how to really raise young men i had three sons three biological sons with my first wife so i was married for 10 years first time around 2000 2011 so 10 11 years there uh that i was married um and with three biological sons and so you know, my, my selfish ways, my aimless ways, um, my lack of integrity, my lack of identity all led to me basically walking, walking out the door on my family. Mm. And so uh, 2013, that was 2011, 2013, things just started. Started to kind of shift for me, you know, I started to, to really feel convicted uh, for my past behaviors, really feel convicted for my past decisions. And I started looking back and seeing the, just the trail of devastation that my decisions had, had left. Uh, So from that point on, I decided, all right, I've got to start being the person that I've always I think I I always told myself that I was a certain man, Mm -hmm. but my actions didn't line up with who I said I was. Sure. And so I knew it was time. So it's almost like I knew who I was in my mind, but my mind and my heart didn't connect because it wasn't put into action, wasn't put into motion. Sure. There was that process uh, of really figuring that out. And so, 2013, I ended up ha- uh, going through a really intensive four-month counseling program, um, and that that kind of helped me start taking a deeper look within. And from there, 2014, I, I went back to school, decided to finish uh, finish out my degree uh, using my GI bill, and so that's where I, I, you know, I started in what they call director of Christian education program. Mm-hmm. At Concordia University, and throughout that, throughout my course of studies, what I ended up figuring out was, well, that's that's really not the route I wanted to take. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to waste all of these credits. So, how can I pivot and make the most? Of this uh, degree and the credits that I'm getting right now. And so, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, all right, well, for what I want to do, I really want to help men. I'm really wanting to help people. I'm really wanting to serve. I'm really wanted to, uh, you know, help guys tap into their identity and figure out who they are. And really wanting to also kind of have a deeper understanding of, of faith and, you know, biblical truths and concepts, understand how that is. And then I also wanted to understand how we function as human beings, you know, mm, mentally right. and emotionally. And so I was like, all right, well, in order to help people, we need to be able to communicate. <laughs> right. So I'll finish out. I'll, I'll keep studying communication skills. Uh, I also need to have, I feel like I want to have a deeper understanding for my own faith uh, of biblical principles. So I went ahead and, and kept the course of study with religious education studies. And then I said, okay, well, if I want a deeper understanding of how we function as human beings, I need to, you know, continue diving into psychology. And so that's what I did. And so uh, they call it a multidisciplinary degree, Uh, studied all three of those fields. And here we have it, multidisciplinary degree in religious education, communication, and psychology. And from there, 2015, I started working, uh, well, an event that I called Man Camp. Um, and basically that was just a result of me having a, des- a desire to be around other men so that I could learn from them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also felt like I had some value to offer, uh, based on the life that I had the things I had been through. And so I wanted to be around other people that I could also speak into. And so. <clears throat> I was like, well, I'll just host this event. I'll just host my own event. Basically, I was going to a mega church at that time. One thing I realized was they they would have a women's retreat every year without fail, but they never had a men's retreat. I was like, this is weird. This is what's up with that? This is a church. Yeah. That runs, I don't know, eight to 10,000 members. Like I don't understand this. Um, and so anyway, I said, well, I see a, I see a void here. I see a gap and I'm going to fill the gap. And so I just started hosting retreats. And then over the course of time, I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to have an effective retreat that really makes an impact in a man's life, what are the pillars of this type event that we host, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just really started thinking about myself. I was like, well, what would I have needed back then? Or Mm -hmm. what do I need now? Um, And so uh, over time, i just created uh, this event that we host called Man Camp. Uh, I created the pillars, uh, that are involved that we use to kind of structure it and also through that over i would say the first you know three four events we really started create creating a process that we can walk men through that kind of helps men identify their integrity gaps in life and um that that's been super valuable for the men who walk through the gates at each of our events and so of course we're, we continue to refine we continue to uh, make little tweaks here and there, you sure. know, uh, based on feedback that we get uh, at every ever one uh, all of our events, and so that's kind of my 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 story, you know, summed up uh, on the short.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I liked. Uh, I want to go back because you. You, you actually kind of passed through this as, as you started off telling your story is that yeah. our history makes us who we are. And, and I think a key point that you, you, you made from that was about halfway through your story, uh, I guess was probably during that, uh, that 2013 counseling program, you started looking back at your history, right? Sure. Where prior to that, that, uh, that counseling or what, whatever made you do that look back, you were just moving forward, doing whatever it was you were doing. And I think that's, that's a, a big pivot moment for a, a lot of folks that I've been lucky enough to talk to where, and, and myself included, where you, you take a look back, you you can almost say you look back into the abyss of some of the poor choices you made. And, and you yes. try to figure out, A, maybe what motivated them. Maybe mm-hmm. it was just selfishness. Who knows? And then what you can learn, what what lessons can you glean so that as you can go forward, you can start being the man that you were telling yourself.
1: Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I believe that in order for us to become uh, a better version of ourselves, it, it absolutely, without a doubt, requires uh, – not just certain degree of reflection uh, and internal reflection, -reflection, Mm -hmm. self-reflection, but a great degree of looking within and answering some really hard and really serious questions.
0: Yeah. You got to get in there and root around where it's uncomfortable, where it hurts, where it makes you cry, where it pisses you right off where you're (laughs) like, God damn, why, you know, and uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't happen all at once. It, I know it didn't for me, right? I, I had a number of breakthroughs. I mean, how was your breakthrough experience? Was it all like, oh, you know, and the skies opened up or was it kind of like an, an evolution over weeks, months or whatever?
1: Sure. Yeah. I believe there are certain things that I had immediate breakthroughs on, mm-hmm. um, but the entire process has, has been a process. It has, you know, I like to tell, men we... We, we, it doesn't matter what you believe, doesn't matter what your faith is, we are creatures that evolve over time. That is our beliefs, that so is true. our wisdom, that is our knowledge, that is our faith. We evolve as human beings. And that being said, you can also equate it to, you know, maybe a better term for some would be refinement. Mm-hmm. We continue to be refined. We learn, we grow. Um, we look back, we learn from whether it's wins or losses. And then we look forward and we say, How am I going to change that? Or how am I going to do better? And we continue to be refined. Um, and then there there's something else, you know, um, of course, it's just my faith background. I, I am a Christian. And uh so I would say that at a young age, I was introduced to Christianity, mm-hmm. and I was introduced to um to, to the concepts of Jesus Christ. And Christ being my savior. And I believe that as a teen, uh, I had a, an encounter that really captured my attention. And then I believe because I didn't have anyone to continue to, to, uh, mentor me to help develop that, that I kind of just lost that. Right. Mm. I, I lost that. I didn't know how to really fully mature into that. Mm. And so that didn't happen. Um until what 2012, you know. So I was already in my 30s, and that's when I really started thinking, all right, what does this look like if I surrender? And I just because my stuff ain't working. (laughs) Like (laughs) the way I'm I'm living life, it ain't working. The things I'm doing ain't working. The 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 pursuits that I'm taking on, they're not working. They're just Hmm. leaving me empty, they're leaving me void, they're leaving me tired. Uh, they're leaving that trail of devastation that I had mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I knew that something had to change and like, I felt like I had been running from my purpose for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally surrendered to that is when things started to shift and I started to feel a void being, uh, like filled up. I I started to feel this fulfillment coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now
1: I will say this too. Uh, a lot of people, um, and I'm not sure about yourself or your listeners, um, but from a Christian standpoint, a lot of people look at Christians and they say, oh, well, you know, you believe what you believe because it's easy. That's your crutch. And that makes you feel better about death and dying and your future. And But this is what I'll say is the minute that I surrendered and submitted and the minute that I said I was going to be a different man and I started uh uh, taking on a new identity mm-hmm. as a follower of Christ mm-hmm. is the minute my life got difficult, is the minute I started fighting real battles. Um, but it's also when I started being more fulfilled. And so the one thing I like to tell guys too is, is don't think that those two cannot coexist. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you cannot face adversity and fulfillment at the same time. Because you can't, because I've been experiencing the last multiple years. I've been facing tons of adversity, tons of stress. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I know it's right. I just know I'm fulfilling my mission, my purpose. And that hole in my heart is gone. Like I know that I'm here to, to serve others and not myself. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm a different man than I used to be, uh, in, in every facet. And so. To me, that's fulfilling. That's yeah. fulfilling, and I was trying to go somewhere else with that, and I lost track. That's okay. That you you, ro- you rolled with it really well, man. It, that's good. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm good with that. Uh, you, you know, what's funny as um, well, as you were you were talking about the adversity and fulfillment, you know, living side by side or or, or you know, consecutively. Um, I, for me, the the times when I have felt the most fulfillment. Let's see how many F-words we can put into a, a sentence yeah. that aren't the four-letter one. No, but now the times I've felt the fullest amount of fulfillment. Eh, there's three now uh, is is while I was either facing adversity or I had just come through it, right? And and I'm not talking about I ran from it and escaped. I'm talking about I looked that sucker dead in the eyes and said, I'm coming after you. You know, yeah. and you start chasing that. Whether it's a dream or you, you, you've you've got some obstacle in front of you that you've got to dig under, go around, go over, or just bust right on through, the fulfillment's right on the other side. Yeah. And for me, and I think you might echo this, and, and I'll shut up so you can you can chime in. Is it's not always on the other side sometimes it, it you start feeling it the moment you start facing that guy right in the eye and say i'm coming after you all right there's a little bit of fulfillment then you start taking those steps to go bust through that obstacle or that adversity and you get more fulfilled which moves you so it's like this you know this cycle of motivation that once you start busting after it the fulfillment starts to get you right
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think uh, part of part of being fulfilled is being able to embrace that journey. You're now listening to,
0: to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast.
1: Uh, embrace the, the journey that you're on, knowing that you, there are going to be ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But that's okay because it is all for our good. At the end of the day, everything we go through doesn't happen to us, but it happens for us. Um, but the caveat to that is what is our mindset and heart set around that? Mm -hmm. Um, if we choose to be the victim of it, we will be, but if we choose to use it for our good, it will absolutely, uh, catapult us into a whole new dimension.
0: Yeah, no, that's so true. And and that's, Oh my gosh, this says, and I, I know we've been going down a pretty philosophical path in this discussion, but really you can take these same messages and with a minor couple of words tweak, you know, it comes down to your education path or to your business path or sure. to your relationship path, right? Because mm-hmm. I know if, if I look back at, uh, you know, I was uh, married twice before as well and both times, you know, I got married for the right and the wrong reasons. Uh, You know, the first time uh, I was 17 and I signed up to uh, on the deferred uh, program, deferred entry program for the United States Army. And that was like, hey, I signed up in July and I didn't have to leave till February. Okay, well, in that time. I became 18 and when it was time to go, I wanted something to bring with me. So what else am I gonna do? I'm gonna marry my you know, my school girlfriend, right? And uh, that's the worst reason to marry somebody, right? <laughs> and as soon as I got deployed over to Germany where I wanted to be, I was like, Oh my god, this is amazing. Why did I get married? But you know, what my father had instilled in me was family first, so you know, I honored the the commitment that I made. But when I got out of the service, it it was it, it just wasn't working. So we went our separate ways. Shortly later, right? Same mentality going on. Oh, it's time to get married again. I, I you know, I get a young lady in the, the motherly way. I do the right thing. We get married, raise the kids. And we just started going further and further apart as our lives progress you know you get married in your early you know mid 20s by the time your your kids are about to out of, exit out of high school unless you're traveling the same path together intentionally, you're going to just, the the, ge- the chasm is just going to grow. And, you know, it got really big and it got really bad there towards the end. And that was, you know, one of my opinions is, oh my God, I have to stand up and say, look, this ain't working. It ain't working for you. It ain't working for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was, now I'm looking up to has this amazing woman. So it's, it's these journeys we go on. Through all the phases of our relationships and business, that makes sense,
1: yes, absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, I want to, I want to, I want to root around in here. So, you you created this uh true north, and then you've got the man camp. Are are they now like the same thing? They're encompassing together Uh,
1: the true north organization, is the 501c, got it? That's the actual organization, and then man camp is. Uh, one of our events that we host underneath okay. that relation.
0: Now you mentioned in the, in the, in the camp, it's based on some pillars. You want to uh, walk us through those?
1: Sure. I okay. Well, I mean, as far as the, the foundational components, um, yeah. you know, we, we offer, you know, community aspect, we offer um, of course, music and then we, we have food and we have competitive events and then we have messages. Uh, so we have speakers who uh speak on certain topics and then these guys break up into teams. They do a deep dive on these topics. They're asked questions. They go through a series of questions, kind of open up. Um, but from there, you know, those being the five original pillars, um, we, you know, we now uh, have so many other things like the guys are, they're on teams and they have small group breakouts that they really do great work and, and opening up. And, you know, cause there's nowadays you, You'll see so many men who feel like they just cannot be authentic or, or vulnerable and they cannot express themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just that macho mentality, which is yeah. fine. You know, sometimes that is beneficial for us, but other times it's a very, uh, it's, it's a hindrance. And so we truly believe that if we can establish trust the moment that men walk through the gate at our event, these men will be willing to uh, open up. You know, and there's different tactics we use. There's different techniques. or different strategies that we go through even before the men walk through the gate. You know, up to mm-hmm. two weeks before, they're already. You know, we're already making contact with these men. Sure. Uh, and so that that's the other thing, and then just that compet- competition out there, like knowing that men are coming to. Um they're coming to an event where they're going to learn where they're going to grow but we also mix in the fun aspect of it right? right that way it's not just like oh this heavy weekend sure um so we make it we mix in that fun the, the, the fun component the the competitive component where where guys get out there and beat their chest a little bit and, <laughs> and laugh and have a good time so, sure yeah. that's cool i like that
0: a oh, man camp <laughs> i <like that. laughs> so Let's talk about where we want to go here for a minute. I, I, I'm really, I'm literally hooked. I, I'm envisioning as a, as a man camp, and of course, I've got a military background too. Did you, any of your military experience kind of make its way into your man camp? Um,
1: yeah, I would say I would say there's definitely a militaristic vibe. Uh, not that we intentionally did that, mm-hmm. um, but. It, I guess it's just who we surround ourselves with Sometimes, you know, sure. like uh, a lot of the guys on my team are veterans. Okay. Uh, I've got a few special forces guys on, on uh, the team as well. Right on. And so there's that military vibe for sure, because that's, that's who we were right? or who we still are. When you're in the military, they kind of instill these core disciplines in you. They right? do. <laughs> and, uh, this mindset. Matter of fact, this is a, uh, this is one of our shirts. Uh, it's, it says, this is war right. with a brain grenade.
0: Yeah, I see that. That's cool.
1: <laughs> and so that was one of our themes uh, of the of one of our events was, was this is war. So we had a, a three-part series uh, on this is war. The first one was a heart grenade. The second one was a brain grenade. And so the, the first one, we're, we're talking about the battles we fight in our heart. Uh. Uh, the second was the battles we fight in our, our mind. And then the third one was the battles, the boat that, that are going back Between and forth. Between
0: those, yeah. Yep.
1: Sure. Um, and so, yeah, they're definitely a military vibe. Um, you know, we're, we always try to keep things, uh, succinct and on, mm-hmm. on track. Although, you know, with events and unforeseen, uh, things arise and sometimes you have to pivot uh, yep. on, on, on command and <laughs> just make the best of what you have, right? That's Adapt true. and overcome. Yep. And so we, we definitely try to bring a certain certain component you know a certain degree of that in.
0: Sweet. The um uh, I, as you can tell I'm probably I'm, I'm kind of really hooked on these this man camp con. Yeah, you have to come here. join us. I, I definitely will have to check it out. Is it? it, it I'm going to give it an either or, but uh, you, you can answer however you want to. Is it kind of a break it down and rebuild or breakthrough?
1: I would say it's more of a breakthrough. Okay. Yeah, break it down and rebuild.
0: It might take a little longer than a weekend.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's a degree of that, I guess, but it would be more um, self guide in that sure. aspect. Right. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So I would say it's more breakthrough than breakdown.
0: Right on. And. Uh, on the on the other side the guys that are coming out of this i mean what what's part of the most often uh, words of praise that you get out of this you that you hear from them obviously it's got to be a phenomenal and fulfilling to hear their yeah. their their praise but i'm, I'm interested what you hear most often from these men as they go in there and, and and have these breakthroughs
1: sure yeah i think a couple things stand out number 1 is um the community. Like these guys, they spend the weekend with uh, a team of men. And so they're together all weekend. They're having discussions all weekend. They're competing together and building camaraderie all weekend. So they walk away with new friends that really they would not have expected because we have a certain process we use for placing these men on teams Mm -hmm. It's not like if they sign up together, we just put them on a team. When they walk through the gate, they don't know where they're going. Uh, well, they do when they walk through the gate. but when they register, they don't know whose team they're going. On. But then we formulate those teams. We form those teams before they walk in. So they do know before they walk through the gate. But when they're registering, they have no idea. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the weekend, because of everything that we take these men through, because of all the, the uh, content that we use, and because of the structure that we had put in place, these men walk away with, with a new group of friends that they know that they can share both wins and losses with without judgment. Uh, and then they know that they're, you know, th- that there's going to be times when they'll be encouraged by this group and there's going to be times when. And they'll be challenged by them, right. you know, if they're trying to, you know, slip into their old habits and patterns or if they're, you know, trying to be the victim, um, they, they may be called out very well by their team. Sure. Um, so they walk away with 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 new friends. Definitely. That is a little bit different than you may find in the workplace. Sure. You know, maybe you may, you're you going to interact with these guys, this group of guys differently than you would uh, your your boys back home. Mm-hmm. Just because your boy's back home, you know, the reality is it takes, it, it takes structure. It takes effort and intentionality to form the kind of relationships that we help these guys form over the course of one week.
0: Nice.
1: Um, and then the other thing is, yeah, I would just say that breakthrough component. I mean, we've had guys, we've got a testimonial in one of our videos. The guy said, man, I, I, I'm taking more away from this event than I received in two years of counseling. Wow. That's you know, huge. Th- that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And so these guys truly are walking, they're walking through the gate. They're identifying their integrity gaps. They're they're being real with themselves and with everyone around them. And then they're walking away with a new identity and a plan on how they're gonna truly live out that idea. Be the man that they're me- meant to be and make the impact that they're they're supposed to make in the world.
0: Sweet. And how could you not get fulfilled giving that to Men or, or anybody, for that matter.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I, I have to ask, just because, and, and I, I frankly don't give a darn. Um, I think it's kind of cool that you have a man camp. Why just men? Is it because it, I, I, I know the kind of man I grew up with, and I, I learned. How awesome he was, as well as his foibles. Of course, like you, I didn't learn a lot of those foibles until late into my twenties, early into my thirties. Like, okay, well, that's not working anymore. We're not in the sixties. Uh, you can't be like that and still be able to move forward in in life effectively. So, why men?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, this is this is fairly easy for me. Uh, number one, I'm call I feel compelled to help men. Um, number one, avoid the mistakes that I made as a young or number two, help them out of those trenches if they're in them. Uh, because I believe that when men can truly latch onto their identity and their purpose and they start walking in those with intentionality and when it's not just about them, that is where the world really begin to experience Mm. true impact. That is where if we can change a man's life if we can call him to life and call him to lead uh, in a selfless manner, the world is going to feel that. Yeah. And not in a bad way, but in a good way. But this is the other, this is the other thing. One of my weaknesses in the past has been women. Um, So, I mean, I, I was uh, not faithful to my first wife. Okay. I uh, had many affairs and I've always had this thing for women. And so while I can, connect with women and relate to them to me that is not where I'm meant to be mm. uh, simply because they have been one of my weaknesses gotcha um no, right and so it's not that I'm trying to completely avoid them right uh, but how can I as a man I believe that I speak a man's language better yeah so person so the other thing I have to say is because I was raised my, by my mother until I was nine, I believe that's probably why I relate to women so sure. well. And, yeah. I, you know, um, but the other thing is, that's also why, you know, for the longest, I was so uncomfortable around men mm. uh, just because. Always trying, you know. You just feel like you're trying to measure up. You don't want to look a man in the, in his eyes because you're you just feel insecure, right? And that's me, right? And so, what a better way to challenge myself mm. than to force myself to be on the stage in front of men, to force myself to be looking men in the eyes and really speaking life into them and calling them out, calling them up, um, you know? So, I, I think there's a couple different, yeah. There's a couple different variables to that, but ultimately this is what I have to say is I know that men, if they're called up and out and given life, they have the potential to make a huge impact in their, their spouse's life and their children's life and in their community's life and the world, you know, I mean, it's, it's a compounding. Oh, so yeah. For me, I just truly feel that that's, that's where my call is. <laughs> um, that's where my call is. Plus You know, I have my wife here, uh, you know, we've been married now for going on seven years, my second marriage. And, um, I believe at some point she'll probably be, uh, speaking to women, you know, so, so we can tackle that together, right. As a couple, um, because she's got a great story as well. And she's very wise, super intelligent. She's like probably on, um, um, on well, the IQ scale, I would say she, she's definitely, uh, right up there around genius level. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> right.
0: I hear menza menza coming. what's that? <laughs> I hear Menza coming yeah. The Mensa society. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, well, so you, yeah, you so. did,
0: you definitely did better than me. It took me three tries to find the right woman that, uh, that works well with me. And I have an amazing woman and, uh, she, Completes me. So I feel you on that one. And, That's and, and I, and I get it. You know, the man thing, there's a certain, I, I totally believe that, um, a lot of men don't get good lessons, right? Because of some of the facades that let's just call it society. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Society puts them there. Yeah. You have to be like this. You can't mm-hmm. cry. Yeah. You, you know, all these different things that are just BS. And sure. uh, you know and I remember uh, my dad who was my my father obviously I mentioned he was a 23 year lifer in the United States Army so nice. there that kind of tells you you can encapsulate him because he was mm-hmm. the cliche, Sergeant in the military, but he was six foot three and looked like he should have been a linebacker for football and NFL, right? Just, just a big jolly man. And so when you see that and very friendly, it was a great networker, but showing any kind of weakness in in emotion and, and crying. Forget about it. Mm, not yeah. going to happen. Right. Uh, although he felt emotion and I you know, saw some of that and, and I'm not talking about anger. Right. Uh, when it wasn't until his mother passed away, that I saw him cry. And I was probably in my early twenties when that happened. And I saw my dad fall out and ball like a baby. Mm. And uh, you know, it was, and it was like really weird for me to, you know, and I, as, as when I was, when I was older, Reflecting and thinking back of that moment of how uncomfortable I felt being, in, you know, around him as he did that, that was wrong. I should have been there, been comforting, you know, hey, Dad, you know, and just let him be him. You know, it, so those are some of the lessons I learned later on. But you're, I think, having that uh, environment where we can, you know, where you can crack through some of those things and help guys just be themselves and. And, and, and support one another in all the ways that uh, that are needed is
1: awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
0: All right. So I, I, I want to be mindful of your time. We've been hanging out here. This is this has been awesome. Um, I want to, if anyone wants to learn more about Paul Beam and Man Camp or anything, where should we send them to?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we have a website. It's true-north-north ministries.com okay Uh, that will be changing soon but we don't have to worry about that right now because we'll just redirect that to the new um, url Um, and then people can follow us on facebook we have our page which is true north man okay and then we have the private group which is only for men which is true north man private group right on Um, and then on Instagram, true North man, uh, we have a true North man page and we have a man camp page. Nice. Now I'm more, I'm much more active on Facebook. Uh, and I will also be in the private group. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more interactive stuff over there this year. So I'll be doing some Facebook lives. We'll be doing some interviews. We'll be doing some lessons and courses, stuff like that, just to add value into that group. Excellent. Uh, so we're trying to build that up right now. And then of course, Paul beam 81 on Facebook. I'm very active on my personal page and then on Instagram, as uh, Paul beam official. Okay.
0: And then we have the podcast, the True North podcast. We can't forget about that.
1: We have the true North man podcast. Yes. We released our 15th episode Ooh, this week. So very excited about that. I've got some some really great guests lined up you will be on that uh, lineup as well so Uh, but yeah I won't I
0: won't be that. one of the great guests but I'll be on the on, on the podcast <laughs> hey, we had a good,
1: we had a great conversation no, it
0: was it was a lot of fun it really was all right so we'll be sure to get all those links in the show notes so people can just click through and check you out uh Paul uh, any final words before we say goodbye
1: no I just uh it's been an honor uh to be with you on your show uh I really do appreciate you taking time out of your day to to interview and to let me be a part of your audience and what you have going on the uh, Dark Horse Entrepreneur podcast.
0: Absolutely. It's been my pleasure and thanks so much for coming on, Paul. I appreciate you, man.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks, Tracy.
0: There you go. There you have it. My man, Paul Beam, dropping some man-packed fulfillment knowledge on us. It's just bomb after bomb. Here's some of the thoughts I came away with. Thought number one, lack of integrity and identity. Man, those are issues. Paul mentioned that early in his life, he didn't know who he was, you know, or how to be a man, or how to treat a spouse, or how to run his life, or his finances, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. As a result of this lack of integrity and identity, he made choices that were not the best for himself, or at the time, his family. Do you know who you are? I mean, do you really know who you are? Or are you just, or hey, or do you know who you want to be when you grow up? I I don't care if you're 15 or 50 when it comes to this question. Because here's the deal, my friend. If you do not know who you are, I mean, at the core, you're going to continue to make choices that will in the long run, really, not lead you to happiness, not lead you to fulfillment, and not lead you to the things that empower you to be all you can be. That's my military experience coming out right there. And here's the thing. Yeah, sure, you can blame things on your past. You can blame your mom for not loving you enough. You can blame your dad for not spanking you or for spanking you, right? Uh, Or for not being there when you needed him or for that significant other that treated you like shit for all that time or for the kids that never call or they'll listen to you or they don't clean the room or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Whatever excuses or blame inflamed reason you have, sure, you could go on laying with that dog or it was in that bed of dogged blame, right? Yeah, you could. But you know what happens when you lay with dogs, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You can wake up with fleas, right? And remember that devastation Paul mentioned that he left in his previous wake? Yeah, there's going to be a little of that happening at the same time. So here's the thing. Look, I'm not preaching from this holier-than-thou point of view here. Hell no, right? I've done my fair share of stupid things, dirty deeds, scandalous deals, and taking actions that today I would never, ever make. But my friends, that's because I finally sat down and worked through who I am, what I stand for, what the hell I won't stand for, what I want out of life, and what I know I'm gonna have to give in order to earn it. You hear that? earn it. Have you? Yeah. No, I'm willing to bet you have at some level, but have you re-reviewed that recently? Yeah, you heard me. I said recently. If not, I- I'm really going to urge you to do so, right? It works wonders on keeping you on track towards who you are, towards what you want, towards what you know you're going to have to give in order to earn it. Thought number two, Paul found a gap and gathered his tribe into an event. You see, after after Paul finished his education, he pulled his core audience together into an event. He pulled them together to learn from them, but he also felt that he had value to offer. Given the things he had been through, Paul knew that he had value that he could bring to the table of those like him. Perhaps they weren't as far along in their journey and he could, you know, help them springboard forward, right? Perhaps they were alongside him in their journey and they could benefit from a reminder or a different perspective, as could he, right? He could learn from their stories as well. And, and obviously, perhaps they were further along and he could learn from them not to make some future path choices that he was yet aware of. Now think about this for a moment. Paul was putting himself out there saying, hey, let's all come together and share experiences and learn from another learn from one another. And and yeah, they were looking to him as the quote unquote leader, given the fact he was hosting the event. But being vulnerable and sharing his experiences, his flaws, his foibles, and his journey to where he is now could help those wanting to be where he is and help them get there faster, right? And at the end of the day, isn't that what we want to do with our, our prospects, our customers, and our clients? Hmm? yeah you want to serve them in the best way you can you want to get them that end result in the most effective and efficient means possible but to do that you have to come from a place of service not just profit yeah, I get it, right? You you got you got a roof over your head you have to pay for. You got car, car payments and, and water bills and a spouse and kids, whatever, right? I'm not saying that's not a priority. But what I'm saying is when you come to serve, to truly give of yourself to those willing to step into your sphere of influence and pay for that service, you damn well have to give it all, right? You have to leave it all on the mat. As my daughter and her cheerleading te- teammates would have said back in the day, you You don't, um, if you don't, right? And you lose, you're going to regret it. You're going to regret not giving that 110%. If you do leave it all on the mat and they bail on you and and they being the customers and the prospects, right? Well, then you know that they weren't a right fit for you and you weren't a right fit for them, right? But when you do and you win, right? Which in a lot of the time you are going to win, you're going to feel that reward That motivation and that genuine drive to push forward, to get more, to give more, to give, my friend, will result in you getting more. That's just how the world, the universe, and business works. Thought number three, we are creatures that evolve. (laughs) Be it in your wisdom, your beliefs, your knowledge, your faith, or any of the other areas of your life, we grow and we evolve, and I like how Paul said it, we refine who we are versus who we are yesterday, or yesteryear, or yesterdecade. Think about this for a moment, right? Let's go back to, let's say, your 15-year-old self. Yep, you're in high school, you're starting to stretch your adult wings and the wishes a bit, right? You're pushing the boundaries of the rules that your family or perhaps even society have set upon you. Is that the person you are today? Right, Unless you're 16 years old right now listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume you said no or you at least thought it, right? Okay. If you go back, well, we already, we already did you. Let let me go back to when I was 15 years old, right? I was all about fast cars and if I'm honest, faster girls, right? I wasn't looking for anything long term. I wanted to get from point A to point B in the quickest way possible, hence fast cars. Did I have dreams and aspirations? Well, hell yeah, I had dreams and aspirations. I wanted to be a movie star. Or there was a time where I wanted to be a stuntman. And I even took that to the point where I took to teaching the local kids on my block martial arts for free so that I could get them to do stunt scenes with me. But who I am today looks at what I could have turned that into back then. And and, and I think to myself, damn, I left so much on the table. I didn't push them. Or myself to be more to do more to have more because I had not evolved to that point yet so this is where you hear me often asking have you reviewed what you want and who you need to become to get it because if you aren't reviewing it frequently odds are you're not evolving towards it hell quite probably you're getting further and further and further with away from it each passing day look You're going to evolve. You're going to refine who you are either actively or passively. It is just going to happen. The question is, are you going to be active in that evolution towards empowering your dreams? Or are you going to let others do it for you and to empower their dreams? Hmm? And thought number four, establish trust. Paul is tackling a very specific audience. In this case, men. And he knows that in order for them to come to his events and really get the most out of it, they're going to have to open up and communicate. (laughs) Not exactly something that a man are really known for. Now, can this serve men in some ways? Well, yeah, this, you know, being held closed and being macho can serve them, you know. Uh, But I think in the long run, if you do not open up and communicate, then you lose more than you win. Let's not get, get it twisted here, right? Let's let's be straight. I'm not talking about talking crap over a few drinks at the bar or while, you know, uh, BSing during, while the ball game, uh, the ball game is on. I'm talking about sitting down with someone you trust and let it out. Whatever it might be. It might be your heartbreak your dreams, your plans, your desires, your frustrations, that innermost shit that boils inside of you that you keep putting a lid on. If you keep compressing it, you run the risk of it exploding and quite probably negatively impacting your life. Or one could say even worse, let's say it never explodes. Instead, it just keeps seeping out. And as it seeps out, it keeps picking away day by day, chip by chip, inch by inch, pushing you off track, off course, off the path to your dream. But the key here is that word trust. Paul starts off even before their meetings begin. That weekend event begins through different methods, building that trust so that when those participants arrive, they get in there and they get involved and they get the most out of the event. What can you do to build trust with your audience long before you ask them for that first email or that first phone number? or even that first dollar, how can you let them know that you are truly here to serve them, your audience, and bring them as much value as you possibly can to your tribe? Whew, man, we went deep, a little bit deeper than usual today, right, into some different areas, and I think that's good to do, right? You know, because I think often um, it's not just about grinding away and making a buck It's about doing something that fulfills, right? So here's my question. What ideas or inspiring tips or thoughts resonated with you today? Whatever they were, take some time, write them down, and put them into action. Get out there, run your race, get your results get your results excuse me I'm gonna leave that in oh my gosh that's real life right there is happening <laughs> get out there run your race get your results and let me hear about them seriously email me at Tracy at darkhorseschooling.com and share the tips or ideas that you came away with how you put them to action and what results you gained from them heck I bring you on here you can share your story we'll give you some shout outs one or the other or both whatever right all right. Uh, next week's episode, interview episode guest is Lisa Peronzo, and she's going to be sharing her 10 years worth of experience in the fitness industry, working with clients to rehab them from a variety of injuries, from spinal cord injuries and brain injuries, reco- recovering from childbirth to sports related injuries, um, as well as, you know, the joint, you know, uh, joint replacements. And all of these, this business that she's in now was inspired from an event in her life that kept her from walking for an entire year. Whoa. Now, like I mentioned earlier, I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips and the inspirational stories from this podcast. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button while you're there, drop us a five-star rating and leave us some kind words in the reviews. And of course, do not keep all this entrepreneurial, G-O-L-D, all to yourself. Share this podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know We'll get value from it. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. My name is Tracy Brinkman.